This is the I Care Too Much podcast. It's your boy LT. I'm your boy Jay Reed. Reed. This is a very special episode, one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, <laughs> I'm, let me tell you something, man. There is nothing better than food. Some cook food. I care a way too much about good food. I had to get my mans on here. This is a two-part episode. First part, I wanted to highlight my boy. Give it up for my man, Black Bobby. That's why I'm boo. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's give it up, up for him. Instagram, you can follow him at iron underscore chef. Is that correct, Black Bobby? That, that, that's correct. That's correct. Now, audience might be like, why is he calling him Call Black, him Black Bobby? Bobby right? Is he black? <laughs> he must be black, and his name must be Bobby. No. Uh, part- <laughs> only partially, but like Bobby Flay, uh, in a sense, because yeah. my man throws down in the kitchen, and uh, ladies, yes, he is a man that throws down in the kitchen, so he's representing for us men like myself that can't do nothing in the kitchen. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, uh, hey, hey, if if you need me to come in to make it happen for you, I can disappear before before uh, anybody comes home and they make you think you did it yourself. See, see now, Black Bobby. Now, look, man. That's, that's a whole other lane. That's a whole other lane. A long time, man. And I'm gonna tell you one thing: you gonna you gonna create an expectancy that yeah, I, I can't to live say, up to. There's gonna be some expectation. There's gonna be some expectation attached to that. But this is the thing. This is the thing, though. Lt is gonna create an expectancy, but it's also gonna create a, a, a lifetime customer. <laughs> How about yeah, that? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, it's a pleasure to have you, man. Thank you for your time, mm-hmm. man. I really, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, so let's get into it, man. Food. We're going to talk about food, good Indeed. food. What inspires you to cook food, man? How did you get started? When did you learn? Who taught you? Hold on. Let's me, get down to it. Wait, let me let me huh? tell the story right quick, because when we were younger, Antoine didn't cook at all. At all. I, I Honestly, I didn't know he could I, cook until after college. I so did some we, cooking. I did some cooking, a little bit of cooking, but it wasn't, it wasn't like now. But it, it was it was just enough to No, nah, it definitely wasn't like now. Because I remember one time in particular, I was at my house. I was slicing up some chicken breast. You hit me. It was like, I'm coming around the corner. I get finished, and I had to give half my plate to you. Yeah. But when yeah, I... That, that was, <laughs> yeah. I remember them, like, yesterday. I, I remember that. I remember that. I also was, remember was, <laughs> coming around your house, <laughs> trying to get some food. <laughs> and you telling me, oh, no, nah, we ain't got nothing. <laughs> hey, you, you know uh, that, that that was the past. I, I, I think I, <laughs> so you bringing I, up old stuff? Yeah, right. you bringing up old stuff. I, <laughs> bringing up old I think, stuff. I, I think I, I've, I've made my fair share of uh, food for you. Oh, oh no, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, so, you know, I'm so a lifetime let's, customer. Let's talk about let's talk about the origins, man. Let's let's. Where did you learn, and and when did you knew you had a, a gift for it? It started. I, I, I say it started like around. It might have been like maybe fourteen, fifteen. At the time, my grandmother, which is ninety three now, you know. Shout out to grandma. Uh-huh. Yeah, she 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 she's ninety three, and I I'm like person that considers themselves a grit connoisseur, because like uh. she, she puts time and love into grits, right? Oh yeah. And when I say time and love, like. She doesn't serve her grits until they actually cook for about three hours. Come on now, like that's that's a that's a long time for grits. Uh, that's grits where you got that from. Grits is on on texture and creaminess without even adding cream. But that's another that's another topic. Come um, on now, 
I, I fell in love with that then, and just the technique for her doing that. So by the time, you know, it was time for me to go to college, go to school and all that, it, it came a point in time where I had, you know, when you get your apartment off campus and, you know, you know, you get your you get your space. You you know you don't have a roommate no more. You, you kind of want to hey, hey, Black Bobby. You, Black Bobby, you was you was over there playing Carl Thomas, wasn't you? You had you had Carl Thomas playing "Summer Rain" in the background. <laughs> hey, LT, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I literally was just missing my mother's cooking. Wow. At the point in time, oh, wow, I okay. was, and this is like around mm-hmm. oh, and you know. This is around like 05, 05 2004, yeah. 2005, where I really, and, and you know what? Now that I think about it, my freshman year, I was making like three course meals with a former grill and a microwave. Former grill and a microwave, you would have thought I had a stove in, in, in my In the room. In the room. <laughs> Word. No Word. hot plates or nothing. Just 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 a microwave and a freaking. <laughs> and so, in, you must know. have waited till I left to do all that. Yeah, yeah, you you bounce you, you bounce up the highway real quick. You yeah. you ain't stay down, stay down all too long. Shout out to the about, real issue. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you know, I you know around that time is when I really started to uh, taking my mother recipes, and you know she would guide me. You know, and, and during this time, mind you, this was during the, the era of where Facebook was really starting to come around in colleges. Uh, you know, where you really just had to be a college student to get on Facebook. Right. So yeah, they had the EDU. I remember that. Yeah. Really. There, there, mm-hmm. there wasn't no FaceTime. You know, everybody still mm-hmm. had Nextails and everything. Oh man, it wasn't what? all this technology. I had had. So a lot sidekick. Of the, <laughs> right. A lot. A, a lot of the. A lot of the instructions I was. I was receiving was from my mother on the phone, just walking me through stuff wow. on the phone. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. and, and telling me how she made. Curry so, chicken. so what was one of the first things you put put together? And you was curry like, chicken. damn, yeah. This, oh, some curry what? chicken. Some curry chicken over okay. the phone. And I and I wouldn't forget it, um, because I made it and then it ended up turning into a party at my house after I made a big batch of it. I'm like, damn, what I'm doing the rest of this curry? I just you know invited some of the friends over from home, you know, from back home, because you know when you go to school down south, everybody from back home is like a cult, you know. Everybody just absolutely everybody crew, yeah, everybody crew up. So if you one got something, you know, one for all. So I invite everybody. Like, man, man, what you know about uh, cooking, Swan? Yeah, you do this right. Like, yeah, I did it. But then it'd be, be some of those days where you kind of needed some of those survival meals too. So it was some of the, some <laughs> of the cooks I was putting meal. together. Yeah. That I, I don't even think a dog would eat, but I still ate it though. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Oh, survival meals. Uh, hamburger helper. I was a hamburger helper eating dude in college. <laughs> like, I made a whole pot, and I swear we would survive for like a week, me and my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 him, I'll do you one better. I got tired of pork and beans, hot dogs and pork and beans. Oh, oh yeah. Nah. I said, what way I said, what way could I stretch this out? And it's, it's it might gross you out, might gross out some of the listeners. I I did hamburger, ground hamburger, uh, ground chuck with pork and beans. And when I tell you, it lasted me practically a week. Now, yeah. keep in mind, I'm I cannot even time, ma- so imagine you doing that today. That, no, yeah. no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't serve that to my worst enemy today. Oh. But, <laughs> but, but during this, during this time, this era, this was, this, this was like, man. Actually, my college roommate, shout out to my man JD. Still oh, what up, JD? Today. He, he, he said that's you know he, he's a he's a you know one of the new age vegans now. But no, I don't do my man like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, JD did on the vegan thing. But when, he, when JD when JD was eating uh, chicken, beef, you know, all that, 
he said that was one of his favorite meals, and it, and it probably cost me less than six dollars to make. Meal. You know, yeah, when a, you when you describe it, it sounds like a barbecue. It sounds like stuff yeah, I would eat at a barbecue you know, anyway. Right. So, so as long my, as it's kind of smoky, I, I'm I'm down for it. My yeah, mother, yeah. my mother, my mother used to make that as a kid, and she we we called it ghetto chili. She would make the wow. ground beef with the pork and beans and cut up hot dogs in it. Yeah, and yeah. she would put like a little bit of brown sugar in it. So like. You know, this day and age, I, of course, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw that to nobody. Nah, you know, nah, you, 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 <laughs> I, could, I couldn't do that. You come up a lot know? with the meals. I, I got to tell you too, man. Like one of your, one of my favorite meals that you you made. Um, well, I won't even say the whole meal, but your crab cakes, man, are on point. And I, I remember, I vividly yeah, yeah. remember. That's high praise, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, high I appreciate praise. that, especially for this area, because because exactly. Jay Reed, Jay Reed, mother makes some good crab cakes too. Mm. Uh huh. And you know. I, you know, I'm not trying to get in the middle of that. Nah, I, nah, you know, I, had, I had to be honest with moms. I was like, mom, I think Twan got you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she still won't fight you behind that, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate that. I mean, for this area, I think crab cakes, is, of course, is a staple for this entire DMV, D.C., Baltimore, yeah. Chesapeake area. You know, this entire area. We, I mean, we're the staple for crab cakes. You know, but for me, in my opinion, that that crab meat is pretty much a seasonal item, especially when it's being sourced locally. Yeah. You know, most of the time, even during the season or even off season, most places use, you know, it, it's, it's a profit game. Yeah. You know, with, 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 with most of the food scene right now. Sure. And even back in the day, it's always been a profit game. Not necessarily a, a concern of quality, but more so just, hey, what is the profit margin that I can, that I can reach uh, or that I can make um, by continuing by the product exactly the one thing i've noticed is that like you'll make crab cakes at a certain point but you don't overdo it with crab and i, I you know one of the things that i've seen is that some people put crab in everything like tell, tell me about <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you that's the biggest pet peeve that i have uh-huh. in, in in like you know whether if i see food on Instagram or somebody send me pictures as to can I make this? It's like I mean, who who, who can't put crab meat on top of something as a garnish? Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, there's no art to that. You know, for me, I'm looking at when I look at food. First thing first, people eat with their eyes first, and presentation is always key. Mm-hmm. So sort of like a, a, a Picasso, you know, whether you know is an artist, is drawing a beautiful painting. You know, when when I see a vision of a plate and I see that's my canvas, I, I want to be able to present something and give it a different presentation. What you see as, you know, the texture of the food, the quality of the food, how it was processed, how it was, how it was prepared, and, and give you a different presentation versus just throwing everything down, stacked mm-hmm. up like right. a deck of cards, and then sprinkling some crab meat on top and saying, hey, here you go. Right. <laughs> and the crab meat, and the cra- but, but, but over, overall, the crab meat is supposed to be the wild fat. We're, we're from D.C., Right. The people look at us as the staple for seafood. Uh, honestly, DC, Baltimore, Chesapeake area, mid Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. Atlantic. There's no reason, no reason for us to use pasteurized crab meat as much as it's being used, especially when you I have can't stand some fake water. crab meat. I can't oh stand man, some what? Fake crab yeah. meat. Don't insult now, me now like you, that. I always, always ask people. They always ask, well, "What makes your crab cakes that much better?" I say, "I use local, local lunch." Right. Well, what's the difference between low, uh, fresh crab meat and pasteurized? It's a huge difference. What's the difference between fresh corn and canned corn? Right. You know, if I if I had you had to give a a, a simple uh, facts, yeah. facts. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's, the, what's the difference? 
Um, most crab meat that that is sourced or pasteurized, when I say pasteurized, it's been packed, uh, distributed, you know, imported from, uh, from out the country someplace. Most crab meat, uh, such as uh, Phillips, which is a big name brand, now what what happens? Uh, Phillips, big name, big house, whole name. Uh, remember the restaurant used to be down southwest. Right, had the rest, right. Just wanted to be more too. Yeah, yeah, I think they still operate now to be more, but mm-hmm. we recognize Phillips as a household name. It's a local company. So we figured that since they're local, they're sourcing local. That's wrong. Mm. The first thing you should always do when, when, when picking up any crab meat, whether it's fresh or pasteurized, just look at the back. Just look at the back and it'll tell it'll tell on itself. Anything that says product of is where it's sourced from. Okay. Okay. Nine times out of ten, Good most tip. of the crab meat right. that's yeah. pasteurized. Not time to say most of the crab meat that's pasteurized is is sourced from Indonesia, uh, Venezuela, Colombia, wow, or even the Philippines. Now let me ask you this: Would have never known that. This, this is the this is my biggest question. Uh huh. If you go to any, if you travel to any one of these countries right now, any one of these countries right now, would it be safe enough for you to drink the water? Ooh, I can't say for not. certain. I can't probably say for not. certain, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. If you go to any one of those countries, you're gonna you're gonna receive bottled water, whether you right. stay on a resort. I'm just going over travel advisory. Yeah, oh, you, wow. you, you, okay. You can't even brush your teeth right using the faucet water then in some of the, some of these countries, right? Uh-huh. So why would I want crab meat or anything that's, that's been in that water has been packaged from there? Mm, okay. Now, now I, I I preach about this a lot because of course I want to uh, I want to you care too support. much. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I care too much, and that's first thing. And second thing is that I I I, I want us more people within our area to support uh, the local, local fishermen yeah. and, and the local product that we actually have in our own backyard, and Word. which is honestly a seasonal item. Yeah, you know, for me, with, with you know, as far as picking up items and things of that nature, I go across the bay to pick up things. Word. to those mm-hmm. to those local fisher markets. So go ahead, shout those, go ahead, shout those markets out, man. Because I don't think people know fishermen's in. Straight across the Bay Bridge. Literally, after you cross the Bay Bridge, there's a, uh, maybe about another 10-mile 10, 10 drive. Uh, there's a restaurant that sits off to the right called Fisherman's Inn. An outdoor deck where you can eat crabs and things, things of that nature out there. It's another spot that I go to uh, further down 50, or like almost heading towards Ocean City, but not too far away from where you get to the outlets out there. And, and these guys are going out, doing their thing with, with, with sourcing the crab meat. One, the one way you can always tell... The price of that crab meat will always tell, you know, whether or not you're getting something fresh local. And yes, you can have some places that might repackage items and sell them as if they're local. Mm. You have that, but then you have some key factors to look for when you're looking at that lump crab meat. I well, when you say that. price, though, like is it is it a lot? Is it a lot more? Or it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, most pasteurized crab meat because it's sourced from out uh, uh, out of the country. You know, from from to be quite frank third world countries uh is always going to be much cheaper you know the labor's cheaper the packaging you know cheaper shipping in that's it okay. maximum profit so so you in, in america we might pay for pasteurized crab meat about 15 to 25 dollars depending on the size of the, of the crab meat. oh but just for regular basic back fin mm-hmm. or lump crab meat that's local at minimum you're paying almost 20 28 dollars a pound okay uh, yeah. So, so th- those are some of the telltale signs. Now, you have some people that 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 um, might repackage things, right? You know, they might say because it was a it was a company down in uh, Southern Virginia, um, near uh, near the Tidewater area. 
they they uh FDA um they actually found this man. I can't, I can't recall the, the name of his company, but he was repackaging pasteurized crab meat and selling it as if it was local. Oh, that's um, trash. Yeah, mm. trash. But mm. one one of the things I always tell people is to watch out for that because there's a deadly disease that could come from uh, these pasteurized crab meats from these foreign yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and they just had one like around September. Vibrio is is, is one of the uh, waterborne bacteria diseases that, 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 that could form from these pasteurized third world country crab meats. And I'm not saying that all of them are bad, mm-hmm. but we're in the DMV area. <laughs> it's a seasonal item. Yeah, Make it a seasonal item. I shouldn't see crab meat year round. I'm going to be honest, I shouldn't. So, so that's I think I think that's part of a much larger conversation because uh, I think now, and not so much just people who turn it vegan per se or vegetarian per se, but they just want to know that their food is clean, right? Uh, and that's relative, obviously. But uh, you know, I think we have a sense of what's sanitary, what's clean to them, and uh, right. I think this speaks to that larger larger issue, man. Do you do you cook vegan? Do you cook vegetarian? I, I I cook vegan, but if I'm going to cook you vegan, I'm not serving you any tofu, anything. Okay, so no okay. tofu. Why? No, I'm no tofu. I, I don't believe in the whole tofu wave uh, with soy, with that being a primary soy-based product, right. uh, which is a genetically modified object. I I don't I don't believe in it. Mm. So oh, wow. if my thing with tofu is is you know for for me to fix you something to make it look like meatloaf, <laughs> it is mm-hmm. really not meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Ma, Nilo. <laughs> <laughs> For me to fix you something to make it look like a chicken wing or a fried chicken wing with a popsicle stick in the inside, oh, nah. what's the purpose? Like, right. Yeah, you know, but yeah. but but it, it, you know, I guess the, these are the things that you know vegans have to do in order to feel normal or feel like they're still eating normal food. But if I'm vegan, I don't care about eating normal food. If I want chicken, I'd rather eat chicken. Yeah, right. <laughs> so if I'm vegan, I, I'd rather just give me my me, greens. If, you know, everything else. Or let me ask you this, because I. I um I tried my hand at, at being vegan and I might have made it three months. Mm-hmm. But now for the last maybe three, three and a half months, I've been uh I've been uh, on a keto diet. Oh my gosh. Everybody's on the keto. That's the new wave right there. Yeah. That's the new wave. Everybody's doing keto. So but, have you have you made any type I, of keto I, meals? Um I, I actually have a couple of clients now that uh, I do meal preparation for with the keto meals. Okay. Um, which pretty much is high fat, um, no carbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I, I have a client today. I fixed her, you know, which, you know, might be surprising to most people with keto. Um, I cooked her a, a bone-in pork loin. And mm-hmm. with the bone-in pork loin, uh, made cauliflower mash uh, mm-hmm. with uh, steamed broccoli. Man, with the cauliflower mash, most times in most restaurants, which is quietest kept secret they might stretch the cauliflower which saves on cost which cauliflower was isn't really that expensive anyway but mm-hmm. uh to actually stretch it they might mix a a, a little uh potato in really to, to, to yeah yeah to, to stretch it a bit that defeats the whole purpose yeah it can but some some now i'm not saying all places do it but i know some places they put bacon do. soda in the crack son <laughs> yeah, yeah you know so, some people y'all gonna step on my cauliflower though <laughs> you can call it so, blue I, I, dog I mean, doo if you want to just don't call it blue magic baby right. <laughs> my man it's, it's just one of those it's just one of those things that you know all places do it they always do you know even with okay for example with crab cakes you know you you have some places going to heavily bread it then you have some some places that are going to let the the lump show as it should, right. you know. It's a delicate piece of meat, so um, 
you know, just just even with those keto keto meals are, um, I think are are fit for the person that um, can tolerate the high fat. Like mm. for example, with me, I had a gallstone issue, um, yeah. and I, I felt like I was shot in the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, when I went to the doctor, she said you got to cut down on the on your fat intake. You know, mm. and for me, it's easy to readjust my uh, fat intake because of course I cook, so. It, it wasn't hard for me. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I was told a long time ago, I can't trust a skinny chef. <laughs> but, hey, but, hey, look. I'm not fat hey, shaming. I'm, I'm not skinny shaming. I'm just, <laughs> I like food. And if you hey, like food, it shows. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, LT, I get that all the time. I'm like, well, what you know about cooking? And, you know, you're not, I'm like, look, you, you'll be surprised. Right. But <laughs> um, I, I think I think it's, it's just one of those things where if, if it fits you and it works, because I don't believe the keto would work for everyone. Uh because of course you still need to exercise regularly right, in order for it to, to, to be, you know, to get the best results from it. You right. can't just rely on eating uh, pork belly with bok choy. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> with, <laughs> and, and, and expect to lose twenty pounds in two weeks. It doesn't work that way. You still need to drink plenty. Of uh, you, did you say bok choy? Right. Because that's not like something from the curry house. <laughs> but you know what though. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I most recently got into bibimbap. I don't know how healthy it is. I just like it. It's bibimbap. It's a uh, rice bowl. Yeah, bibimbap. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I don't know, but that sounds like something I got to try. <laughs> I got it from uh, uh, this place on 8th Street, man. It's really good. It's like one of those uh, Mexican-Asian fusion joints. Oh, um, okay. And uh, yeah, so it's a, like a rice a bowl. It's got chickpeas in it. It's got corn in it. Uh, avocado. It's got a fried egg on top of all that. And, uh, oh, wow. it's, pretty, it's pretty good, man. Um, yeah, that, that 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 sounds really good. So let me I ask think, you, Black I Bob, man, how, what's the most exotic thing that you ever made? Ah, uh, and and I want the listeners to go to Black Bobby's IG page, man. Shout out your IG real quick before you answer. It's Iron underscore Chef. Iron underscore Chef. Um, maybe I, some of your favorite chefs follow me too. So if if, if your favorite chefs can follow me, I'm sure you you'll enjoy following. <laughs> <laughs> I did it <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the the uh, most exotic. <sighs> I, I, I'm, a lot of people aren't aren't too much a fan of escargot, um, or or quail. Okay, quail. So, um, Okay. Yeah, I it, it, I I think I remember the first time I gave Jared uh or Jared had my quail. Oh man. <laughs> he was just um Black Bobby, talk to me about quail preparation. So quail preparation, um, it's very simple. It's it's not as uh difficult as someone might think. Um I typically uh will prepare quail. It's a very simple recipe, um, with a nice side salad, um, with uh arugula or something like that. I'll cook uh quail a little olive oil. Um, or, or any type of canola oil is anything that's you know. Most of the time, people might say that uh, extra virgin olive oil, which it is, is, is more so of a dressing versus a cooking oil. Mm. But you know, it all depends on when you release it at the smoking point. But we'll we'll talk about that another day. Mm. Um, just a little canola oil or um, any type of oil that that's uh, not going to burn. Kosher salt, coarse black pepper, some minced rosemary, and thyme, and grill that over direct heat, not indirect, direct heat meaning directly over the coals or fire mm-hmm. um, oh wow okay quail will probably take no more than maybe four minutes each side over direct heat. four minutes four to five yeah four to five minutes over each side and when i tell you some of the most flavorful 
like bird you ever want to taste in your life. It's just <laughs> it's it's actually it's like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a game bird. It's a game bird. Now um, I heard you also get down with the uh, fried turkey. Capon. 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 Not turkey. Capon. Oh, capon um, is yeah. Capon is a um, rooster mm-hmm. that's been castrated at birth. Um, which allows more fat content to distribute through the the, the breast meat. Uh, so when I say that the breast meat tastes like the dark, it meat, tastes like dark meat. Yeah, it tastes like dark meat. And okay, it's much juicier. <laughs> it, it sounds crazy. I'm just but... gonna say this because it just needs to be said, and I think the listeners would agree with me. I'm hungry, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry, y'all. I don't know, man. So this man, is this hey. is a one. This is one part of the. This is the one part of this food episode. We got, <laughs> oh man! man I, I abandoned okay. my family a few Thanksgivings to get some of that capon. It, that it, it, it's well worth. It. Oh, it, yeah. But see, see, capons, capons don't get as big as turkeys. The the biggest capons might get maybe around thirteen pounds. You're, you're not talking about a huge bird. You're talking about somewhat medium sized bird that is like. It's amazing, and you know, whenever people hear the word capon, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm just be straight up honest with you. It's, it's not something our people are supposed to know about. I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be straight up. Where do you, yeah. where do you get it from? Because I know you can't just walk um, in Publix or Giant. Well, what, 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 one of the people that I source from that, that, that's a high source uh, for me is the Dutch uh, farmers market. Yeah, the Brown Station location. Uh-huh. Many of them are the children of the parents from the Burtonsville location that moved to Lawrence. Right? Um, okay. So they. They, they they're um, starting to branch off and do their thing and, and just keep the tradition going. Along. So I, I've, I've known I've known them since the early nineties. I remember <laughs> when, we used when to I take first our... started driving, having to go up to pick right. up milk from <laughs> right. my parents, and I'll pick up Jerry like, "Hey, I got to pick up this milk from my mother." And why? And they he'll ride me, man. Why are we grinding all the way out here just for some damn right, milk? Right. But, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. Like my people's have been up on this whole organic sourcing. The best items for a long time. I'm talking yeah. about like the early '90s, way before this internet phase and stuff. And like you know that, but... that just speaks to the food deserts that exist. You know, I mean, right. it's a real oh, thing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite ingredient or seasoning? Favorite or seasoning for seasoning? I I I, I gotta go to my old faithful, kosher salt. Favorite? I, I I don't do any cooking without kosher salt. Like okay. it, everything, even if it's just a pinch, everything requires a pinch of salt. Um, without salt, it, it's just I've done the the non-sodium uh, seasoned salts and uh, you know herb blends and you know they they'll do you <laughs> okay for the time being. But shout, shout out shout out to my adobo using listeners. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, it, it, right. It, 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 everything requires a pinch of salt. That nothing goes like you can't get past it. You know, even if it's just a, a small amount, salt is a bad. Now, the reason why I recommend kosher salt um, because it's a bigger uh, uh, grain; it's not as refined as table salt mm-hmm. as we we once grew up on. Right. So, like table salt, um, you, you you tend to end up using more to season something, which okay. of course affects us long term. Mm-hmm. Versus kosher salt um, can also give you that that quick impact of, of flavoring something without using as much. Okay, it's yeah. uh, honestly that's that's one of the uh, Things that most restaurants use, and most chefs use in their kitchen. They got 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 to have a thing kosher salt, um, or sea salt, or sea salt. I wanna, I want you to shout out your your businessman and uh, let people know how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you. Um, and I want people to look at these beautiful pictures, man. 
on yeah. Instagram. But I also want people to uh, support you if they can get with you locally. We're in the D.C. area. Uh, Black Bobby does do uh, meal, meal preparation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, meal um, preparation on a on a small on a smaller intimate uh, circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, instead of instead of giving people options of what they could choose from each week, um, I pretty much uh, tailor their meals to their taste buds and their diet. So everyone, everybody's meal is always different compared on their um, their palate. Okay. And diet. So, so uh, can people get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah. People get in touch with me. www.lesafair.com. That's www.lesa. F A R E dot com. Okay. Or you can reach me at iron underscore chef. That's I R O N underscore chef. Instagram. Instagram. Uh-huh. Not, not dot com. Word. And, and also, also, um, I, I have to give a big thanks to my, um, to my, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's a touch moment for me. My, my, um, my teacher, um, my uncle, who who actually got me in the kitchen, he was he was a chef also, John Graham. Oh um, man, it was John. Actually, okay. Uh, yeah, o- Uncle John was the one that really saw the saw that I had the talent, just the natural talent. Because a lot of people don't know, I didn't go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. No culinary experience, just sure. just just. I mean, we can talk about how I thought you was a full time chef right, when, yeah. I thought, when I first sat <laughs> down to break bread with you. Yeah, yeah, but like like full time. I I'm in IT. Mm-hmm. Full time, you know, but I'm still able to practice uh, this gift that, that God has given me and, and, and talent that Uncle John saw in me a um, long time ago and just man. working under him. And, Shout out and, to mentors, and, man. Shout out to people that don't even know, but like the kids looking at you, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. And he, he was doing it for years and, and he saw that I had it. And uh, I even one of the one of the things that he actually gave to me, which, you know, I, I'm actually uh, pushing out. Uh, this week is uh, his seafood gumbo recipe, mm. which he, which, which, quiet as he, he didn't even give it to his own son. He gave it to me. Man, man, and, and, and that, that, that's for that, for him to give that to me, that spoke volumes. Yeah. So, um, I, in, in honor of him, each year I, I fix uh, one huge pot of gumbo, and um, I, you know, of course, sell it amongst uh, Friends, family, uh, or anybody who's been referred, or you know, I even offered it through IG. Uh, this, this, well, a couple years I've offered it through IG, but um, do you I have scheduled hours? One person, okay, here. Do you have scheduled hours of like pickup or delivery? It, it's all based on 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 uh, your availability. Okay. Um, doing, doing normal business hours, not not anything after so ten. It's ad hoc. <laughs> ad hoc. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, if y'all can hear yeah. my voice. That gumbo is something special. If, if, if you can get him, if you can get him to, you know, extend, because because if, if I'm if I remember correctly, you just ended that special, right? Right. I just just ended it. I, I held it open. Um, I actually offered it through Instagram uh, for for everyone to uh, fill out the form uh, if they were interested. Um, majority of people are repeated customers and referrals of of people that have had it and that have. Can vouch for mm-hmm. it. right, um, right, and, and 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 you know I don't have to do too much selling with, you know what I can do. Well, so the, the, so the, let's the, talk about social media and your use of it, man, because I think it's uh it's beautiful and you connect with the people, you interact through the IG stories. Um, it's it's entertaining, but it's also you know I know it's a hustle as well, man. Talk about the social media response because we had 
Uh, yeah, actually, your cousin was on the joint. Uh, Calvin Butler. Shout out my man Calvin. Oh, yeah, yeah. My yeah. Man, <laughs> Cal. And uh, he was talking about his, you know, rising stand-up comedy and the use of social media and how people can be kind of flaky on things. Yeah. Uh, talk, talk about your use of social yeah, media I, in that way. I, I pretty much use the social media as, as my platform to, to show what I can do and, and how diverse my cooking style is. Um, I, I like to call my cooking style fine comfort because I try to mix a, a little fine dining with uh, comfort food so that it can be identifiable to, yeah. to, to most people. But still, uh, elevation and pilot, and not keeping, um, you know, anyone, whether you're black, white, Spanish, not keeping you at the same level in which in which you are. I I, I think that the more people, the, the more people that are uh, uh, well rounded with food, because food is is the 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 happy medium mm-hmm. between all of us, yeah, culturally, and and the more that that we're familiar with each other's ethnicities and, and what's considered a delicacy in your culture it's it's not going to be it's not going to hit you blindside if you ever had a business meeting with mm. someone from india and you won't offend them if if they offer you uh, uh sure. something from their country mm-hmm. you know it's, it's, you know so it's just, it's just for me i try to bring everything from different cultures or different ethnicities just just as even if it's just uh, right. a season right. um how can i pair this with something that, that that's familiar to us this will go well with this this will go well with that so um, and, and of course, with sticking within those lines, what makes sense, and not just, you know, throwing fifteen different flavors in there just to say, just to make it sound fancy, but actually showing the level of palate, uh, 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 of tasting, of why this uh, sour taste tastes good with this sweetness and that little bit of heat, you know. So um, for me, with the with the plat with the social media platform, I just pretty much use it for. Uh, showcasing, um, I try to at least post a, a, a plated meal once a week just to show uh, the different plate sure. styles that I can do and, 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 and with uh, food pairings that one might might not have thought of. I, I, it's a lot of things that I think of, and I think a lot of times with food, someone out there in the world has sure. probably done it before, but do I think they can do it like <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't, think, now, I, don't think nobody can, like, bro, I don't think nobody can fuck with it. My favorite thing, and this is so basic of me, because it's probably the only thing that I can make with some kind of love and care condition. I care too much about omelets. I love oh. a good omelet. I mean, I love right. a good omelet. And I kind of, I, I fashion it to my own taste, so I make my own omelets. But people enjoy my omelets as well. What mm-hmm. would you What would you put in your right. perfect omelet? Yo, yo wait, wait. My you got to talk omelet. about the omelet from Dirk's birthday, 2013. Which, what did I put that in? was with the lobster, was the steak. Crab meat, all of that from the dinner oh, the I night before. About that. I forgot about that. That that was good. And for me, I, I'm gonna be honest. I just like a regular, well buttered. Oh wow, French really? Because you have two different you have two different styles of omelets. You have the French style, then you have a uh, the American style. American style is just more so just flipped over, stuffed up. But then, with like a good. French omelet is just an egg that's been well, their pan has been well buttered. I use clarified okay. butter ghee. a lot. Yeah. Ghee. ghee. A lot of people, ghee, ghee is a new way, but ghee is just clarified butter from um, premium butter, premium grass fed mm-hmm. cow fed butter made, not Lando Lakes, not, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a high grade of butter. Um, that, that's, a, that's a good mm. premium butter to use. Um, but the butter, Clarified butter and, and and making a nice omelet just rolled. It's it's 
it's the best yeah. thing ever. Like I, I would take that over any stuffed omelet with ham cheese. Just a nice rolled omelet is the yeah. oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm gonna talk about this omelet then, since, <laughs> since this is this is my favorite. <laughs> so for dinner that night, you made a steak, you made some lobster. You now it wasn't any crab involved, but the next morning it was nothing but leftovers, and so you uh-huh. uh, you scrambled up some eggs. And you put that uh, the steak and the lobster. You put it in the pan, and you put the egg in the pan, and you made omelets with the steak and the lobster. And I swear, like that probably was like the best omelet I ever had. Wow! I, it, it don't be honest with you, Jay. I, I really don't remember. <laughs> I think I remember. It's just second, it's some, just second nature to I you at I'm, this point, huh? It's just like muscle memory yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's. You know, I respect it, man. You know, uh, I think it's, and I don't want to misquote Maya Angelou, but I believe she said, uh, "You may not, you may not remember what people say, but you remember how they make you feel." Mm-hmm. And uh, if uh, if you know anything about chefs, man, good chefs, you get you get a relationship with them. You know, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. people, you 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 inflict a certain uh, feeling with people. They get nostalgic on the place that you make, man, and that's that's high praise right there. Yeah, you know I I, I appreciate all the yeah all, absolutely. All the, I so yeah, man. All. Um, I'm I gonna wrap it up, man. This has been a great segment, man, to to kick off our food episode. Black Bobby, Antoine Boone, whatever you want to call you, Iron Chef. <laughs> I, I man, it, I didn't give myself the Iron Chef name. It, I, I I adopted it. I'm like I own a, you know I. You know, if people know right. that Food Network is a show right. called Iron Chef, so you know when people say they see my food, they're like, "Nah, man, this, this stuff like the stuff off of Iron <laughs> Chef. Like, it don't look like none of the other stuff right. I see on IG." I say, as long as they don't have no Cajun cream sauce <laughs> on there, I'm good. Word, word. <laughs> so yeah, man. Any uh, any last things you want to tell the people? Man, make sure y'all follow my page, Iron underscore Chef. Man, shout out to everybody who's always been supporting me, standing behind me, Jay Reed, LT. Everybody, man, appreciate everybody always standing behind me. And, uh, yeah, man, shout out to you, Jay Reed, and, and big, big shout out to Uncle yeah. John. Big shout out to Uncle, shout Uncle John. John, too. Because I, I would, Uncle John, Uncle John Graham, he, I, yeah. I would not be doing this if it wasn't for him pushing me. And let me say, shout out to all the all the great mentors out there, man, the people that just take the time and had the patience to talk to the kids and like really build them up and, and give them something. I, you know. Man, we could have a whole other episode just about that alone, man. Because right. we all yeah, had somebody absolutely. that we fashioned ourselves yeah. after, and that was just tremendous in our lives. So, anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up this segment, man. And it's been a pleasure, fellas. All right. Oh, indeed. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, this is LT from the I Care Too Much podcast. And I want to give a special shout out to another new podcast out there on the scene called Feel to the Real. My brother Jethro, my co-host for the I Care Too Much podcast, is also on another podcast talking about his true passion, which is sports and current sports news. Uh, shout out to his co-host Stephanie, uh, who also uh, gives a tremendous uh, a perspective uh, on sports and current sports news. Uh, really appreciate y'all for doing what you do. And I want to give a special shout out to them on the I Care Too Much podcast. We see you. We salute you. Peace. This is the I Care Too Much podcast. We are back for segment number two of the food episode. I care too much about food. Shout out to Black Bobby for the uh, good tips on crab meats and all the Uh good meats that he gave us in the first part. Um, yes, looking yes. forward to releasing this episode for real. On the second part, um, I wanted to show love to the ladies. We had we had a man in this joint. 
you know, uh-huh. talking about his cooking practices, and I got to show love to the ladies. So, uh, with somebody that I follow, that I rather I enjoy her post very much. Uh, the food looks delicious. Her name is Cherie. Uh, give it up Cherie. for Cherie. Thanks for hey coming guys. on to the podcast. Woo! First, let's get this out of the way. Cherie, give everybody your IG page. How can they? How can they see? Uh, it's Luxury Cuisine. It's play on words. L U S. Excuse me. My name Cherie C H E R I E Cuisine. C-U-I-S-I-N-E. I'm going to repeat it one more time so people can, can understand. On Instagram, that's Lux, L-U-X, Cherie, C-H-E-R-I-E, Cuisine, C-U-I-S-I-N-E. And yes, I did uh, win my second grade spelling. Uh, <laughs> spelling B. I, was, um, I was about to say, though. Straight up. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was the king of uh, spelling B. Can you put it in a sentence? I used to be the king of that. They hated me. <laughs> they hated me, Slim. But yeah, no, Cherie, uh, super duper thanks for being on the show. Um yeah, no so let's let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Um, when did you start cooking? How did you learn and what did you start out with? Uh uh, so my father's a chef. Okay. Uh I started cooking when my parents split, so oh. I'll say I was about nine. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Um so Sunday dinner is a thing. Sorry to hear what? I mean, your parents split. Oh no, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 36 now. I think I'm I'm fine. <laughs> 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 so, where uh, my father Sunday dinner is, you know, a tradition, and he didn't want to break it. So on Sundays, you know, I would go over on the weekends to his house in Laurel, and he worked on Sundays because you know he worked in the kitchen. Mm. Mm. So he would teach me how to cook over the phone. Word. Uh, While he was at work. That's dope. And you know what? It's funny because Black Bobby was saying how his mom. How his mom. Yeah. uh, Yeah. He was in school. Walking through making uh, curry chicken was one of the first things he made. What was one of the first things you made, Sheree? It was actually a roasted chicken. Roasted chicken. One of the things I made. Yeah, first things I made. Nice. Nice. So. A whole bunch of love. (laughs) Straight up. Shout out to Siggy. So it starts off at nine years old. You learning how to get into it. When did you start making full course meals by yourself? Oh, I mean, probably at nine. Like I, I had to cook. Like my, my both of my parents worked a lot. I was a latchkey kid, uh, and um, I just took a liking to it. You know, um, I guess it's like a talent. Like either you have it or you don't. Like you can't. That's learn. that's so. Let me say that's so real. Uh, speaking as somebody that don't. <laughs> I, I, I completely acknowledge my strengths and my limitations in this world and in this life. I make a hell of an omelet, um, but that's about the extent of my expertise there. Is there, what would you say to somebody that, that really doesn't have it, but wants to, wants to learn? What, what would you tell them to start out with? What would I tell them to start out with? Eggs, just like you said. Like mm-hmm. every kid, that's the first thing you learn how to make, right? Right. Scrambled right. eggs. Oodles and noodles. Oodles and noodles. Yeah. Every, every single kid. That's the first thing. Well, every single black kid that I know. Did you uh did you ever put a gourmet twist on your oodles and noodles? Absolutely. Um, I don't really <laughs> eat oodles and noodles anymore, but I really do love ramen. It's Word. like now I have like, you know, real ramen, black mm-hmm. rice ramen, jade pearl ramen. Ooh. Yeah. All these things you can find at Whole Foods, by the way. It's like two ninety nine a pack. 
but see, you know what? And that's the thing. I think people want to eat good. People want to actively try to make the things that you post up on IG, but they don't know where to start, what to look where to for. Go. They, I think uh, many people, and I speak for myself, just want it right out of the box, right? Like you want to just be able to put the thing in the oven, heat it up, and get it moving. But there is a but art to it that I respect. Yeah, go ahead. But here's the thing, like eating it out of the box is like the least healthy thing you can do. Absolutely. Like it Absolutely. takes it. The most of the stuff that I post, like I don't really post like my fancy things when I have a client. I mm-hmm. post a lot of things on my Instagram for the purpose of telling people, hey, you can do this too. Wow. It doesn't cost much. Look, I ain't gonna lie. I've been keto for the last three months, but I saw them blueberry muffins that you had on your IG. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to go smack. Oh, I can make <laughs> those blueberry muffins keto. Really? Absolutely. I have oh, so much, uh, I, coconut flour. I did keto for a month. I have coconut flour, almond flour. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much. So let, let's talk about ingredients. Do you have a favorite ingredient that you use or a favorite seasoning? Well, my boyfriend would say curry. Curry. <laughs> curry. But that's absolutely not true. Mm. I, I do love curry, but I like had to step back on it because he kind of got tired of it. Sure. Uh, okay. and, and I mean like Indian curry. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so curry's your favorite take seasoning, right? Mm-hmm. What about like ingredients, something that uh people would normally think to use? Maldon sea salt. It's Maldon like, sea salt. Yes. They okay. are beautiful little flakes of salt that mm-hmm. go perfect on top of your meats. You can put it on your cookies. Wow. Yeah. It's the, like, I like simple ingredients. Less is more to me. So we had Black Bob on. Shout out to Black Bob. And he was Hi, saying kosher salt <laughs> is his go-to. Yeah. He loves kosher salt. Yeah, see, it, it less is more. Like, you don't need to have your Montreal steak seasoning or, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> any, right. any of that. Look, hey, look, he, he uh, accosted me because I uh, sprinkled, like, Old Bay and Lari's on my uh, salmon. He was like, man, listen, you yeah. don't need all that. All you I need mean, to do is sprinkle some kosher there, salt. There is pepper. a time where you could use Old Bay on your salmon. There okay. is time, but it's it's not necessary all the time. I feel like we should get a uh, like a soundboard because I would insert right there. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. Uh, coming from DC in the Maryland area, you know, right. Old Bay is just a way of life. It's a culture out here. Yes, yeah, I'm down, yeah, I'm down in Atlanta now. You know what I'm saying? I, mm. like, I need something to bring out me at home. <laughs> right, right. I get it because I'm a girl from DC. I'm not knocking Old Bay. I'm just saying, you know. You don't need it on everything. You just can't be putting it on everything. So, I, right. so I get it. This is a good segue because uh, one of the other things you talked about, too, was how people tend to overuse crab. Uh, do you feel like crab is overused or overhyped or oversaturated in this market? Um, in this area, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really glad that he touched that because me and my friends have a, like a running joke of like the Instagram chef startup kit. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And... Crab is like one of the like main things. Crab, truffle, you know, we don't yes. talk about truffle. We put that on everything. Mm. Uh-huh. You're, you you got to have a mac and cheese and you got to have a curry. <laughs> right. That's your Instagram chef startup. <laughs> Word. So, but yes, I do feel like crab is, it's overrated. 
overrated. To me, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's that's, that's 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 harsh words. I know. I, you know. I know. My I'm gonna um have my black card taken off. Black <laughs> no, History no, no, Month. No, we, not, no, we ain't taking your black card. <laughs> but you know what? I've realized like it's so specific to certain areas, particularly areas where you have immediate access to fresh crab, right? But like, right. Um. So I talked to some black folks from say like San Francisco, and they like don't enjoy the crab eating culture as much and to them it's just it's it's seasonal which it really is i mean even mm-hmm. though folks here eat it all year round it really is they treat it seasonal and they tell us that what they tell me rather that it comes unshelled already to them so uh it, yeah, it, it, it it's sort of takes to them because they're in a different area and like, exactly and on the west coast dungeness crabs are really a big thing word. i wish we had mm-hmm. more here word um, wow. I would, yeah, I would really eat it, but to them, yeah, it is. But to us, so live by the Chesapeake, so that's that's what right. we have to eat. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've always wanted to thing. ask. I've always wanted to ask the chef this: You go grocery shopping. What's on your grocery list? Oh no, I might get in trouble for this if my boyfriend listens. <laughs> um, <Uh-oh. laughs> um, some things that are always on my list: lemon. Always on my list. Lemon. Okay. Lemon. Butter. butter is always on my list. Mm. What type um, of butter? Yeah, what type is it? Any type of butter? Do you buy like premium butter? Uh, I usually always buy unsalted. Uh, I, I always uh, buy okay. different kinds of butter. Kerrygold is always one of the butters that I use, but I use it for different things. For, mm-hmm. um, and like unsalted for like my cookies, or, like for baking. Right. Or say I want to make like a compound butter. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have. So I definitely want to talk about uh, infusions. <laughs> oh no, compound butter is not infused. Okay, a compound but, but, butter, like a mater D butter, like you put on steak. Yeah, but but while we're talking about butters, I okay. want to talk about. I want to get to the cannabis butter. And okay. I wanna, um, give a shout out to my man Gary Senior, uh, who came on my right. second episode. My mm-hmm. OG weed grower. Uh, shout out to him, man. That episode is doing well, and uh, thank you for your time. But I want to get into uh, infusing cannabis into all things not just baked goods because i feel like baked goods everybody does baked goods i'm gonna i want to talk about i was just talking to my brother and my yeah. cousin about that it's an so untapped market take? yeah what's your take on it and and how easy or how difficult is it to say produce a full course meal that is infused um i'm actually working on a project i'll i'll get back to you on that okay so you can shout me out again uh it'll be like late march Sure, sure. Um, whenever, whenever you launch, you know, come back on the I Care Too Much podcast, and uh, and we'll definitely uh, promo that. Um, it's not hard at all. Like I prefer to use a distillate, mm. and like add it to my butter, or you know, um, I'm actually trying to figure out how to make vegan or keto friendly or uh, paleo friendly treats because most wow. of the stuff is like riddled with sugar, yes, or fat, right. and like Big people. Time. People are eating healthier nowadays. Right. Absolutely. Uh, definitely into the vegan cannabis infused uh, situation that's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm, a fake, I'm a fake vegan. Uh, I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> on again, off again. Sometimes I feel like I want to eat animals. Sometimes I don't. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's one of those things. What would you say to somebody that is just getting into veganism? Do you cook for vegans? Do you have vegans? Um, I actually work in a vegan restaurant. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I bartend there. So, 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 speak on it. How if somebody's interested in getting into it and they want to start uh, clearing out their fridge and, and create a more healthy lifestyle, what would you tell people to start? 
uh, you don't have to clear out your fridge to start a, a healthy lifestyle because that kind of like negates the point. Mm. It's like if you clear out your fridge, you still walk by McDonald's every day. Uh, that's real. My, my if you don't, change. if you don't live alone, then if you, you know, you're gonna make everybody else suffer. Yeah, that's, right. that's your personal choice. Anyway, um, I would just start with like discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, from the morning, you know, how can I make a better health choice? I can make bacon and eggs, or I can make me a nice, you know, delicious oatmeal with all the fruit and some flaxseed and chia seeds. <laughs> <laughs> so you make it sound so great. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the doctor and he was like, you know, you should probably get into some rolled oats. And I, I tried the rolled oats and I was like, uh, nah, bruh, this rolled ain't happening to me. Um, you, oh, some, more, some more flavor or something. What do you mean more flavor? I, I, yeah. need, I, need, to, I use, need to add some, use some brown ma- sugar. If you're vegan, use maple syrup. Use, you know, oh, goodness. use agave nectar. It's something about the rolled oats that I can't get into. You can use coconut syrup. Uh-uh. See, I know I'm a quick oh. oats kid. <laughs> I'm basic as hell. Quicker oats, <laughs> oats. No, I'm talking about the fruit pack flavors. Right. Oh, <laughs> no, like I, I love oatmeal. Like it's one of my favorite winter mm. breakfasts to make. Um, the, you can go what? to Aldi and get like a gigantic thing of rolled oats for like two thirty nine. Okay, oh, and it lasts for months, like for two people. Last so, for months. So how First. how would you say I jazz it up? Um, I jazz it up with fruit. You can jazz it up, put jam on it. Okay. Mm. okay. Question, because cause I'm keto, so I can't do like a lot you, of the fruits. You can't do and oats I definitely either. can't do jams. I can't do oats at all. <laughs> What's a good like meal, you would say, a good keto meal that I could eat? Because My favorite I'm, I'm keto meal through all of them. when I was on keto was actually mm-hmm. the fathead pizza. Oh. I need. I need a look. I need a recipe. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I'll I'll text it to you. Okay. Um, fathead you pizza. Fathead pizza. All you need uh-huh. is uh, almond. You can use. I tested it out with using almond flour and coconut flour. Uh-huh. Coconut flour is a little bit too sweet for me. Oh uh, yeah, I'm good on that. But mm-hmm. the almond flour gives you like the the consistency of a pizza. Oh, cream uh, cheese, yeah. uh, uh-huh. egg. Mm-hmm. You mix that up in the microwave. You make it like a nice dough, and you roll mm-hmm. it out. Put it in the oven. Add your cheese or whatever on top. Yeah. Fathead pizza. It's a it's a big keto thing. Yes, I need that, that recipe. I need it. I need it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, you know what? I'm somebody else was talking to me about the different types of flours and the best use. Uh, someone was telling me that they Friday chicken or they prefer the Friday chicken and rice flour as opposed to. Rice flour. Uh, wheat flour, which I guess everyone uses. Um, can you speak to that? Is there any benefit to that you see in different in using different um, flours? My mom is from Opelika, Alabama, so I use a combination mm. of flour. Shout out and, to Opelika, Alabama. <laughs> I use a combination of flour and cornstarch. Okay, but I also like to do cornstarch solo, depending on how crunchy I want my chicken. Mm. Okay, okay. Have you ever done rice flour? I have not done rice flour. I'm not interested in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, what that was strong. With it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested. Okay. Bad experience? 
No, it's no. It's like if you want to do rice flour, I get why they do it for the crunch. Okay, uh-huh. but it for me, no, no, thank you. It's it's not my it's not, not a good taste. <laughs> it ain't Opelika, Alabama. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you also can't fry your chicken without buttermilk or brining it for at least a day and a half. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, say right. folks cheating out here. They just they always cheating. Yeah, skirt skirt. Okay. <laughs> it's a really big deal to me. Um, what so do you like do you like omelets? Do I like omelets? Yes. I prefer frittatas. Frittatas? Yes. What a, what do you put in? I don't frittata? know what a frittata is. A frittata is just an open face omelet. It's a yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what, what do you put I, in? Uh yesterday I actually made a frittata. I had Campari tomatoes, spinach. Mm-hmm. For many mm. mushrooms and feta cheese. Mm. Oh, that sounds good. It was that delicious. Was, that sounds good. I'm telling you, we we making a whole bunch of people hungry with this episode. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I want to talk about exotic stuff. Like, what's the most exotic meal you think you've ever made? I mean, exotic is subjective. Like, I just absolutely, said, but you know, niggas in DC ain't never left the curry. Exactly. So. I just said, <laughs> I just said frittata, and he said, "What's that?" So that's exotic to him. You're right, right, right. <laughs> so I give you, I give you prime example. My my homeboy Black Bobby, he says he makes quail. Like he seeks it out. Yeah. yeah. Quail. Oh, okay. So, um, the most, if I can think, like just scrolling through my Instagram, like that's how I document a lot of my, my stuff. <laughs> I did um, a sous vide duck breast mm. okay. with a pomegranate like reduction, charred oranges, and mm. pistachio. Mm. That sounds good. Very flavorful. All of yes. my favorite things. Pistachios, oranges, duck breast. I need to try that. Even though I, I, I don't know if that's keto. Uh, so, man, well, you can't, so, do the, you can't do the pomegranate. Right. You can't do the oranges, but you right. can. I, I could actually. You could do the duck breast, and you. I can't do the pistachios with, either. You can't do pistachios with keto. Nah, because I was looking at the uh, the uh, carb content in pistachios, and it's way too high. Oh, I learned no, something that hurt new. My feelings. I thought that you could do most nuts. Nah, it's a lot of nuts you can't do. I, like oh. even peanuts. Ugh. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna pause that. You can't even do peanuts. Well, yeah, because it's a lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah. This keto thing is interesting. Uh, it really it's, is. But it actually works. It, <laughs> it really does. works. And I understand why people, you know, stand by it. But right, for right. me, it's just like I like to have way too much fun with food. Yeah, I had to cut down on meats, heavy meats, uh, for health reasons. And oh. I've been trying to, right. <laughs> um, and I've been trying to find um, healthy or vegan leaning uh, meals ever since. I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. And the wife and I, we we taking this journey together. Um, especially since our kids both share allergies as well, so they can't eat everything anyway. So it just mm-hmm. it just helps the whole household for us all to eat uh, healthy. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to talk about about you as the the chef. What you got going on? How people can can get a hold of of some of your good kick, good cooking. Um, what what do you do currently? You, so you work as a chef. Uh, I am a part time personal chef. I do yeah. I do intimate events. I don't really like. I used to do a meal plan a meal prep, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I I hate it. I don't really stand by it. Um, 
I like to encourage people to cook every day mm-hmm. or at mm-hmm. least try to because like cooking five days ahead is just I don't it doesn't really settle well with me but sure. right. uh, if you'd like to have a nice intimate dinner for you know maybe no more than 20 people holler at your girl okay how can I get in touch with you uh, you can email me at luxury cuisine at gmail.com Word. And um, okay. well, I'll make sure we, we can put that in the uh, liner notes so folks can get in touch with, with, uh, with you. What's, what's one thing that you made that you was like super proud of that you made it, and you, you know, you felt so accomplished after you, after it came out. Um, so one of my favorite restaurants, Rose's Luxury does a mm. strawberry spaghetti. Mm. And I fell in love with it. And I was like, well, tomatoes are fruit, strawberries are fruit. So I can see how that kind of works out. I made it at home and I was so proud of it. Mm. Was it consistent like the like how you had tried it? It tasted just like how I tried it. That's dope. Shout oh, out wow. to uh, Rose's Luxury Set. Yeah. So Shout out to Aaron of, Silverman. Yeah. What kind of restaurant is this in general? Um, It's American Fair. It's like, you know, nobody really does like a set menu anymore they it's more like farm to table okay and okay. They, it's delightful they don't know make... you shouted out whole foods earlier is there a certain market that you like to go to like a farmer's market uh yeah actually i like to go to union market union market mm-hmm. i it's remember market. union market back in Where the day that? you you know union market on florida it used the to be old florida avenue market. market yes it's okay. gentrified now right no. <laughs> Yeah, man. They but, show movies on the wall and everything. I bet you. It's oh, one of God. my favorite places. I could spend all day there. It's a great atmosphere. I will give it that in the summertime. Definitely, it's a great atmosphere. I could spend yeah. all day there. Like, if I'm off on a Sunday, I'm definitely hanging out at Union Market. Go get my knives sharpened at District Cutlery. Okay. Uh-huh. Go and get me some gigantic prawns from the fishwife. Prawns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not shrimps, not scrimps. No, I oh, want, wrong. I want the big ones. So yeah. the, the shrimp, the type of shrimp that got a face to it. Yeah, I need the head on. <laughs> Nigga oh. got a name. He got a name. <laughs> that prawn name is Tyler or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember when Florida Avenue Market, my grandma, my grandfather used to take me there. You, they would have like cow tongue la lingua on, yes. on showcase. They still have that. Yeah. But they moved it around the corner. Yeah, yeah. But that used to be the main market <laughs> that yeah. everybody goes to now. Yeah, they, I, yo, they moved miss, all the colored people around the corner. <laughs> I, I, yo, I miss old DC so much. Oh man, come on! Don't you know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother episode. Yeah, I, it really is, man. You know, I'm Um, so okay, so let's wrap let's wrap up the food episode. Let's make the people feel good. Um, Cherie, uh, I would love to get a follow up episode with you where we can actually walk through a uh the live process of you actually prepping something making something is there a dish that you would suggest for something like that the prepping something prepping i would probably to, to go cooking. with fried chicken because it's very sacred to me mm. it's mm. not just throwing it in the pan and frying it for me it's you know brining it in salt water then mm. brining it in a mixture of buttermilk and sriracha mm. Mm. how long would you say the prep time for that is like a day and a half. A day and a half on some good Sheesh. fried chicken, y'all. And I, and I, it's going to be the best fried chicken you ever tasted. And so this is what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, the next time Jeff Rose in D.C., 
Uh-huh. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and hit us a live podcast, and we're gonna we're gonna do our tasting. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'll make we'll, sure, I'll we'll make sure learn that's how to my make it Yeah, that, and that's that is one of the biggest reasons behind my platform. Like I, I want my people to eat better. Mm. Okay. Because a lot mm-hmm. of us think that it costs a lot to eat healthy, but it actually does not. You can go to mm-hmm. Aldi and you can get all of your fancy meats and cheeses and and all of your fruit and vegetables and spend maybe a hundred dollars and eat very well. Feed a family of six for maybe a week. Word. So when when you say fancy meats though, like what types? I mean Harano, um Harano. Uh Serrano ham. Okay. Prosciutto, pepperoni. Sure. Mm-hmm. What else did I get from Aldi on my last trip? I got some uh, sockeye smoked salmon. Mm. Okay. Mm. All types of cheeses, Havarti, um, goat cheese, feta. What's what's your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese is actually from Trader Joe's. It's called Unexpected uh, Cheddar. Unexpected Cheddar. Yes. I I need everybody to go to Trader Joe's and try Unexpected Cheddar. (laughs) But say yeah, nah, listen, for me. I'm, it's, I'm there. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite cheese. I think it's like three bucks, but it's uh sharp cheddar, but it kind of has like a nuttiness like Parmesan. Mm. I'm I'm so hungry right now. Oh my god. Yo, <laughs> this is I'm not an easy like... episode for me. And it's oh and it's keto friendly. Yes, wow. yes, I know. Look, I throw cheese on everything. <laughs> on, I put that shit on everything. The, the, uh what did I make the other day? I made a uh I made um, salmon in a cream sauce. I use a uh, heavy cream, and I use sun dried tomatoes. Um, with a cauliflower mash, mm. and so that's my dinner for the next three days. For the next three days. For the next yeah. three days. Good lord. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man. That's a long <laughs> time, right? I, and I know this. I, I sound super privileged, and trust me, I was. I was very privileged, but I'm I'm not to the privilege to the point where I, I should be able to say this, but I, I'm saying this. I am not a fan of leftovers. I don't like le- and this Depends is why I, I, I suck at meal I suck at meal prep because I don't like leftovers. I suck uh, at meal prepping because meal prepping sucks. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Like, this I, is like, true. I don't I don't see myself Make I don't want to plan into out. five five days. Exactly. Yeah. My palate's not gonna be the same five days from now. Yeah, and I, I know it sounds super privileged, but I mean, I don't really spend a lot of money on groceries. I can just make something small every day. Yeah. It is, it, and it doesn't yeah. take a lot of time. Like, it, it takes me maybe 30 minutes at the most to throw together a bomb-ass meal, you know? Word, uh-huh. word. And, and I think, you know, for people like me, like I said, I don't I don't really cook. I don't do much cooking because I know my limitations, but I, I, I can do enough to survive. But for, for me, it's refreshing to hear, it's reassuring to hear that there are meals that you can make yourself that don't require a lot. There are of, so many things, and, I, and I, you know. I really want people to get away. And it wastes a lot of plastic, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think we can do a service to our listeners and do a service to people around the world. We kind of like debunk that that stigma of you know cooking. I think people are one, you know, intimidated by the whole process. Like mm-hmm. they quit before they even start. Exactly. You know? right. Um, and then I think once they get into it, I guess they, you know we live in a world now where you get so easily distracted by anything else mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that you burn the hell shit up. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> um, you know, it's just some of the, it's some of those things that we kind of got to get over. I think it's the person more so than it is actually having to, to do the act. 
I mean, even with me, I get distracted a lot. I burn a lot of stuff mm. because I get distracted. But I have Alexa. I have my <laughs> iPhone. Alexa, I'm not, she went off. I'm not talking to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have so many things that, like, remind me. Like, I set timers, Word. you know, Word. so that I don't forget it. Word. Yo, uh, any any um last things you want to tell the people? Um, Yeah, just make sure that you eat your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Word up. You heard her, kids. It's Eat important. those veggies. Get them in any way you can. In a smoothie, soup, roast them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never one of those kids that, like, uh, like my brother was one of those kids. My mother would make him sit at the table till he ate all his vegetables. I, I, was, know, I wasn't my, one of those kids. My brother was one of those people, too, but I didn't. The only vegetable that I don't like is corn. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why? I never liked it. It's just, it, well, one, like now that I'm older, I'm, it has no nutritional value whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's just a filler. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a good filler. <laughs> it's, it's pretty right. good. Yeah, I'm not, that, really, uh, I'm not really here for corn. What's that place um, up on I Street? Uh, Founded Farmers that push cheese on their corn is pretty good. Elote? Oh, wow. At uh, found, Founded Farmers? Elote? Is, that, know, is it oh. like cheese and like mayonnaise and like lime and chili yes that's a lote it's a mexican street food oh it's so good <laughs> it's so good he was like no farmers fishes and right. no, it's a lote. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's, it's just so good it's, but yeah i feel you i feel you i no, i love all vegetables man um put it put any vegetable in front of me and i'm like oh what's this now i'm willing to try it so that's never been a problem for me i was one of those weirdo kids um, but yeah, eat your vegetables. That's a good sign off, man. Mm-hmm. Jay, Jay, anything else? You, anything uh, that we that we didn't cover on this episode, man? Go ahead and talk to the people real quick. Um, nah, this was a good one, man. I, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to the next episode when uh, we get to actually see um, you and Black Bobby, like you know, get in the kitchen and make some stuff. Oh, thank yeah. you. We're gonna set I'm, that. I'm, up. I'm, We're gonna I'm set looking that up. forward to it. Yep, we got to set that up, and we we're gonna uh, probably. Yeah, we're gonna videotape that one. Okay, um, Sheree, I'm down. it's been an absolute pleasure. So, like I said, super Absolutely. thanks for doing this and uh, oh, no, taking thanks the time. Thanks for having out. me, guys. And uh, we, I, I definitely appreciate and I enjoy the posts that you put up on Instagram. And um, yeah, I, I've I invited you and your wife over for dinner. I know, several I know. times. And you know what? We so hit or miss. We so flaky because it's just our lifestyle. Just you know, y'all got kids, <laughs> so I mean, I right, don't right. Make it personal. <laughs> We parents to the third power over here. Uh-huh. So it's like we gotta get out when we can. But no, we definitely gonna take you up on that offer. In fact, uh we'd love we, you know, we would love to invite y'all over to our place uh, oh, absolutely. to make it happen to have something, you know, prepared for y'all. So we'll work that out. But definitely thank you for being a part of this episode. This is the I yes. Can't Too Much podcast. Uh this was our food episode. Um, write us, tell us what you think. Uh, if there's a recipe or something that you, you wanna get a hold of or something that you've been dying to to make and you need some tips, uh, write us and maybe we'll get Chef Cherie and, and Black Bobby on 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 point with us. So uh, absolutely, um, yeah. we're gonna check in in a, in a few episodes later. This is the I Care Too Much podcast. Thank you everybody for being a part of this, and uh, we out. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Peace.